This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 6th of November. In your Squiz today, Albanese lands in China. A terrible loss of firefighters in Queensland. Airfares are set to stay high, and remembering the first bungee jumper. This is your Squiz Today. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is in Beijing today for talks with China's President Xi Jinping. Albanese landed in Shanghai on Saturday night, where he addressed a big trade expo, but it's now on to the main event. Yeah, and a lot has been made about Albanese being the first Australian leader to visit China in seven years. And from China's side, one state media outlet has already referred to the trip as icebreaking. And what he said yesterday is that both Australia and China have benefited from a region that has become more open and interconnected. And he said that his main goal for this trip is that China's imposed impediments on Australian trade be removed and dealt with. But it's not a one-way street. China is also lobbying to be led into a very big trade agreement that goes across our region. It's called the Trans-Pacific Partnership. It includes us, Japan, Singapore and others. Albanese has also said that on the agenda is the case of Dr. Yang Henjun, a pro-democracy Chinese-Australian writer who has been detained in China for the past four years. When asked about human rights abuses in China, Albanese has been using the line that Australia must cooperate with China where we can and disagree where we must. But Claire, it wasn't just human rights and trade that Albanese was being asked about. He also got some questions about two pandas. Yeah. These two pandas are called Wang Wang and Fu Ni. They're currently on loan from China to the Adelaide Zoo. That arrangement runs out in 2024. And the question that our Prime Minister was asked was whether the panda loan might be extended again. He <laughs> said that his understanding of the current negotiations uh, are that, and this is the quote, pandas do get homesick. But he also said that he's pro-panda and he wants to see the pandas stay here in Australia for a bit longer. <laughs> and the backstory here is that the pandas arrived in 2009 as part of a Chinese panda diplomacy program. But the pandas do get recalled when relationships are bumpy, Claire. The Smithsonian Zoo in the US is losing its pandas this month. Yep, we'll see how successful he is by whether we get to keep the pandas or not. <laughs> It's been a while since we've talked about Ukraine, and that's a point that's on Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's mind. Yesterday, he said that the Israel and Hamas war has drawn attention away from Ukraine, which he said was Russia's goal. Yeah, what he's referencing there are claims that Hamas has had support from countries like Russia and Iran, and Zelensky's calling that out, given all of the attention that's on the Middle East. He says that it's taken the world's focus away from what's happening with Russia's war on 
Ukraine. And for his part, Zelensky continues to bang the drum for support from Western leaders. Yesterday, he said that the war isn't at a stalemate, that they need to continue to support him to be able to win that. So that is ongoing. And speaking of the war in Israel, Claire, talk of a ceasefire continues as Israeli forces push ahead with their ground invasion of Gaza City. Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel's troops have had impressive success over the last week in killing 10 Hamas leaders. But a US Special Forces commander has said that the goal of isolating and destroying the terror group is an extremely challenging endeavour. There's some relief in Queensland with last week's extreme conditions easing and lessening the bushfire threat there. But before that easing, Claire, three aircrew died when their surveillance plane crashed near Mount Isa on Saturday. Yeah, that plane was monitoring fires in Queensland's northwest. It's quite a remote area. The men worked for a Victorian-based aviation company, which works closely with rural fire services in Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. The company said that it's utterly devastated by the loss. And Prime Minister Anthony Albanese also commented on that. He said that it was terribly sad that three brave souls working to help their fellow Australians have lost their lives. There are still 20 fires burning across Queensland. And in Western Australia, an out-of-control bushfire south of Perth hit emergency level, meaning threats to lives and homes. Authorities are hopeful of bringing several bushfires in Western Australia under control early this week. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam Copper Mine. It's happening now at BHP. If you are planning a big overseas trip in 2024, you might want to double check your bank account. International flights are set to stay expensive next year as more and more Aussies get in their so-called revenge travel after the pandemic. Yeah, the idea with that is that because we were cooped up for a bit, we want to go away for longer periods and do really fabulous things. Um, The higher costs, though, that they're talking about are due to airlines continuing to operate fewer flights, so there's a bit of an issue on the supply side. Um, Also, they say that rising fuel prices and inflation continue to be a problem. There are plenty of analysts who have pointed out that it hasn't stopped the airlines from posting pretty healthy profits over the last few months. And that's an issue that also came up at Qantas's annual general meeting on Friday. The chairman of that company is Richard Goider. He told shareholders last week that the airline has absorbed most of the increases, but he said that there was a decision that they took to raise fares by 3.5%. They did that last month and that there could be more coming into the future. Um, That shareholder meeting was a pretty contentious one because Qantas has had a few issues of late. Um, What happened was it saw one of Australia's largest ever protest votes against their executive pay schedule. Goida called that protest vote a very clear message that he said was matched by our determination to restore confidence and trust. 
Claire, the inventor of the bungee jump has died. And we should clarify, not from bungee jumping. (laughs) His name was David Kirk. He was British and he died at 78. Alex, have you bungee jumped? No, I don't know if I have the guts. (laughs) I certainly don't have the guts. I don't even (laughs) need to think about that. That's not something that's ever going to be in my future and it certainly hasn't been in my past. But, yeah, David Kirk wasn't just into bungee jumping. He was into a whole lot of, I guess, what you call now adventure sports. Um, He was part of what they called the Dangerous Sports Club when he was at Oxford University. He was actually one of the founders of that. And he first took the first bungee jump on April Fool's Day in 1979. (laughs) He did that. He was pretty hungover. He was dressed in a top hat and he was clutching a bottle of champagne. (laughs) He later wrote that the main thing going through my mind was whoopee. (laughs) So good on you, David Kirk. And uh, you had the guts. Yeah, a life well lived. Squiz the day, Claire. What is coming up today? Uh, Look, the Senate is back this week. It's just the Senate when it comes to federal parliament this week. And look, I think you haven't really lived if you haven't watched Senate Question Time. That's on at two o'clock today. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.